0: Psalm 91 starts by saying, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Somebody say amen. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look And see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and upon the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him, says the Lord. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him with long life. I will satisfy him. I will show him my salvation. Somebody say amen and hallelujah today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your word. Let it be imparted today. Let it accomplish what you send it to accomplish. We pray it in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, shout amen. Amen. Today is September the 11th, 2011. Today marks an anniversary that maybe we would rather forget about. Today marks the 10-year anniversary of the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil ever. On September 11th, in 2001, terrorists hijacked four planes in an attempt to carry out The horrific plans of the Al Qaeda. The first plane flew into the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City. Everyone's thinking at first, what a freak accident! Something must have gone wrong with the engines. Maybe the pilot suffered a massive heart attack. It had to be an accident, though, because no one would ever fly a plane into a building on purpose. The second plane, however, hits the South Tower, and everything changed. It went from an accident to an attack. We knew then that we were under terrorist attack. Not too long after that, the Pentagon is the third target to be hit, spreading panic throughout the nation. How many more planes had been hijacked? How many more targets would be hit? Every plane is now a potential weapon of mass destruction and death. And so the president orders all aircraft to land and gives orders to shoot down any that do not respond properly and immediately to his command. A fourth plane goes down in a rural area in Pennsylvania. The president thought that it went down because of his order to shoot down any aircraft that didn't comply to his command. Turns out the plane went down due to the bravery and heroism of some patriotic passengers who decided to get involved, overtaking the terrorists, storming the cockpit, and thwarting Al-Qaeda's evil plot. Today, we remember, and may we never Remember, and may we never forget, and all of this began to try to cover the truth. It's all about wrong religion, isn't it? Now there's some talk even today, this entire week, we've been bombarded with reminders of what happened, but also what could still happen all kinds of talk about a possibility of a repeat offense on the 10 year anniversary. Terror spreads throughout the land again. I refuse to live my life in fear. I'm not saying that I'm not fearful at times. I just let the fear motivate me to the peace speaker. (laughs) We'll all have fear. Cynthia, you you couldn't go through your cancer uh, drama without some bit of fear. And it would be naive and even foolish of me to just tell you don't fear. I will say, let the fear motivate you to get to the peace speaker. That's what I'm going to decide to do. Because whether it is Al-Qaeda or some gang or some bully on the play yard, there will always be some bit of terror in our lives. In fact, there's the unseen terrorist, the enemy of your soul, who's always at work, always lurking, always looking for the right opportunity and the smallest opening. know what his job is. John 10, 10 tells us clearly, the thief comes only but to what? Come on, church, tell me today. The thief comes only but to steal, John 10:10, please, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So what do we do when the enemy strikes? What do we do when the thief comes? What do we do when terror strikes? things in ten minutes. Do you believe it's possible? I don't know myself. I'm going to try. Number one, know where to dwell. What do you do when terror strikes? You better know where to dwell. The psalmist here says, and the psalmist, by the way, is not David as I thought all my life. As I've studied this out, I found out it's very probable that Moses And it sustained and carried God's people through the wilderness. They would sing this, and they would chant this, and they would recite this and remind each other of this throughout their wilderness wanderings. Verse 1, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Dwell, by the way, is a consistency. It's where you live. It's where you abide. It is not where you visit. We must know where to dwell. Let's dwell in the right place. Live in the right place. The right place is a place of worship. I believe the house of God is the right place. The sanctuary of God is the right place. The tabernacle of the Lord is the right place. I also believe the right place is a place of prayer. Talks about the secret place. I trust God. Brothers and sisters, that you have a secret place. If you don't, you can start today. Start tomorrow. Find a prayer closet, and it doesn't have to actually be a closet at all. It's just an alone place and an alone time that you can spend time with God in prayer. The right place is a place of worship, but it's a place of prayer. You can talk to God, and God can talk to you. Make sure that it is a two-way street not a one-way street. We like to talk to God, maybe, but won't stop and listen and let God talk to us. Prayer is communication. Communication is talking and listening. The right place is a place of worship. It is a place of prayer. We also need to dwell in the right presence. What is the right presence, ladies and gentlemen? This is not really a hard question. The right presence is the presence of the Lord. The right presence is the presence of the Lord. We get there through the vehicle of praise. Wasn't it powerful as Pastor Moses and the band and singers and choir led us just a few moments ago, opening up doorways into God's presence. We just rode in on this vehicle of praise. Be a person of praise you want to get to god's presence praise him praise him when you get up in the morning praise him as you journey throughout your day praise him before you close your eyes to sleep at night let your day be filled with the praises of our god in the good times learn to praise and thank god in the bad times especially in the bad times learn to thank and praise god when we praise him his presence comes and in his presence is is joy, fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. We get all kinds of of goodness from God when we praise him because he comes and he brings with him all that he is and all that he has. He inhabits the praises of his people. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And, folks, we can get to his presence in our house, in God's house, or in our house. We can get to God's presence driving our car or walking our dog. The important thing is right here just learn to get in God's presence every day, throughout your day. And before you go to sleep at night, give God praise. Praise and his presence will come. His presence is the right place. Not only do we know, need to know where to dwell, number two, we need to know what to say. Moses said, I will say of the Lord, verse 2, he is my refuge, he is my fortress, he is my God, and in him. That sounds like the right thing to say. Do you know that there is actually life and death in your tongue? Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 20, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Our problem is we talk too much about the enemy and all that the devil is doing. And more than half of of what we're giving the devil credit for, he's just sitting back and going, I didn't even do that. But if they want to give me credit for it, I'm okay with that. We talk about the devil way too much, almost to a glorification of his ability and his power and how he won't leave us alone. I say it's time to shut our mouths about the devil and start talking about God. Come on, somebody. We talk too much about the devil. We also talk too much about our problems and all the the heartache that we have and all of the, the stuff that we're going through and how hard it is right now. Let's stop talking about our problems and start talking about the problem solver, somebody. Stop talking about the storm and start talking about the one who can still say peace. Oh, I like that picture in that video where he just stretched out his hand over the storm. Woo, peace be still. My Lord. we talking about God. Who is God to you? Is he your Savior? Is He your healer? Is He your deliverer? How about opening up your mouth and start telling all that God has done for you and all that God has done in the past for you? It will remind you that God is the same. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not change, and what He did for you then, He can do for you now. Start talking about who God is and all that He can do and all that He has done. I will say of the Lord, He is my fortress. He's my God. I will put my trust in him. You better know what to say when the enemy comes. You better know what to say when terror strikes. Nowhere to set your love, number three. Look at verse number 14. I'm hurrying. I'm leaving out a lot, and I'm sorry about that, 815. I'm sorry about that, early service. But I want to give you the meat of this. Let the Holy Spirit use this and speak to you. Go back and reread some of this passage this afternoon and watch what the Holy Spirit does. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, says God, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. Love is a serious matter. Would you agree with me today? When I fell in love with Karen, I knew it was love and I knew it was forever love. I didn't even tell her I loved her for uh, over a year dating her. Because the love that I would say that I I wanted to to, to express to her and give her and receive from her was not casual to me. Oh, I liked her a lot. I liked her a whole lot. But did I love her with an everlasting love and a forever love? I just didn't wanna throw that around. We throw the word love around so much, I love pizza, I love the color purple, I love the weather today, I love Susie, I love Johnny. We don't even know what love is. Our students growing up today, they're confused on what true love is. We better know what true love is and we better know where to set. He has set his love. This is a determination right here. This is a I've already made up my mind kind of deal. It's set, it's in place, it's in stone because he has locked in his love, right? Not casual right here. This is determination. Where do we set our love? We set our love on the Lord. The psalmist David said in Psalm 116, I love the Lord because he's heard my voice and my supplications, my cry. There's a good reason to love love the Lord. Set your love on the Lord. Set your love on the law of the Lord. If you love the Lord, then you should love the law of the Lord. You should love the Word of God. How many would say, Pastor, I love the Word of God. I love the Bible. I want to see your hand today. Then why aren't you reading it more? Now that ain't for question. I love the Bible. Why why am I not reading it more? Why am I not studying it more? So you can't say you love something and then not spend time with that one. I can't say I love Karen and then I'm never with her. Doesn't make any sense, Troy. I love Karen and I'm going to be with her every day that God gives me the ability. I mean, when I wake up till I go to bed, I want to be, I want Karen here. I want her by me. I want her, I want to touch her. I want her touching me. I love her. How about the Word of God? I've got to get to the Word of God. I have to read it. I've got to study it. God's going to say something. God's going to show me something. Love the Lord. Where do we set our love? We set our love on the Lord. We set our love on the Word of the Lord. The law of the Lord. Number four. Oh, man. I'm surprising myself, John. Number four. Know who to call for help. In the 80s, there was a blockbuster movie. It was called Ghostbusters. Remember that? Anybody remember Ghostbusters? Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. And there's even a song that went with it, and they said, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Goofy, goofy, goofy. Goofy movie, goofy theme, goofy song, but it was a hit. The song was a hit. Who you gonna call? Yeah. this is sad but the 80s are now back in I mean like the 50s were back in for us now the 80s are all that that's kind of scary isn't it Stacy <laughs> I graduated in 1982 that doesn't seem that long ago but <laughs> I guess it is well, you better know when trouble comes who to call. Don't pick up the phone. Go to the throne. Hallelujah. V- verse 15 says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and I will honor him. Hallelujah. Call upon the Lord, and I'll give you three reasons why you ought to call on the Lord. As Pastor Moses comes and starts playing, call upon the name of the Lord. How's that for a second? Why do we call on the Lord? First of all, because He hears us. I hate talking to somebody that's listening to something else, or acting, you know, they're distracted. They didn't hear a word I said. I went to Subway last night to order some sandwiches for my family, and this kid, just a young kid, he said, "Can I help you?" And I said, "Sure, uh, I want." And then he started talking to another employee about who knows what, laughing, and that don't work with. I'll tell you what, that, that drives me crazy. So he, then he turned around like, you know, I said, are you ready for me now? Because I'm going to talk to you, but I want to make sure you're hearing what I say and that you're listening. The Lord, the Lord hears us. Wow. And I mean, we have his full attention. Undivided attention. He's never distracted. The angels aren't over here drumming their harps and him going that was a little bit out of tune or you know I mean you have undivided attention to God the Lord hears us Psalm 3:4. I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy ear mm-hmm. reason number two to call upon the Lord Are you ready for this <laughs> not only does he hear us Casey the Bible says he answers us Come on, somebody. I thought that would thrill you. God hears us, and he answers us. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me, and I will answer you. Thank you, God, that you hear us when we call. Thank you, God, that you answer our prayers. You answer our cries. Reason number three to call upon the Lord. He hears. He answers. He saves. Romans. Chapter 10 and verse number 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. There's a real enemy at work. Maybe he's been knocking on your door lately. Maybe he's been tormenting you, trying to strike fear and terror into your heart and into your home. What are you going to do? Know where to dwell. Know what to say. Know where to set your love. And know who to call for help. Everyone standing with your heads bowed. in His name. His name. Jesus is. Jesus is the name we adore. Come on, everybody, let's call on His name today. Yes, We call to you, God.
1: Just call. Call upon the
0: name. Call upon the name of of the Lord. Say that name, Jesus. Jesus, no other name I know. Jesus, a- Jesus.
1: give Him praise, His name.
0: authority, all power, all might is in the name of the Lord. Father, I stretch my hand across this congregation of believers today. Many of them have been under attack financially, maybe physically, certainly, spiritually by the ultimate terrorist, the enemy of our soul. I pray today, Lord, that the word that you have birthed in me would now take hold in them. Let it take root in them. May they run to your word, Psalm 91. Dwelling in the right place, saying the right thing, setting their love in the right place and on the right person. went over about five minutes. That's not bad for me. Thank you, everybody, for being in God's house on this Sunday morning. What a great day to be in this house. Let me invite you back tonight for another great opportunity to honor our honor stars and eat some good cake, if nothing else. Have a great day, a great afternoon. The Lord bless you.